Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Inspiration, insights, and ideas for your business and your journey. Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. I am your host, Betsy Wiersma. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Your life, yes. And you have heard this podcast for a reason. It's time to learn something, to meet somebody, to have some fun, maybe make some new choices, get connected to something new. Kate Ekman is here today with us. She is a superstar. I have a girl crush on her. I cannot tell a lie. Kate, welcome to the show. Betsy, I have a girl crush back. It's mutual. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, as you know about Boost Power Podcast, our whole mission on earth is just to connect with people and their stories so people can hear themselves in us and what we're talking about and know that there's hope, there's possibility, and there's purpose. And man, if there was a poster child for hope, possibility, and purpose, I would say, Kate, it is you. It is you. It is you. I love your book. We'll get to that. Okay, first I have to brag. Not only graduated Penn State, a incredible swimmer, master's in journalism from Northwestern, where I asked my dad to go and he said we did not have the budget for me to go to Northwestern. So I went to Purdue, but I saw Northwestern. I was like, oh, that was my dream school I never got to do. Then on to Columbia to do your executive and organizational coaching programs, top of your class, certified coach, licensed in all kinds of practical things to help leaders grow and succeed, like superstar uh, background in all kinds of media, QVC, radio and TV, and the crowd goes wild, Kate. Um, okay, so go back. So who was that kid? Tell us a little bit about your upbringing, because I'm curious, where did your dream of service, your life on purpose start? What a great question. I when, And when I think of my origin story, I go right to the swim club. For me, it was Miami Hills Swim Club in Cincinnati, Ohio, and, and being the four-year-old little girl at the pool and my mom enrolling me in swim lessons, and I didn't really like it. And I didn't care much for my swim instructor, Mark, either. Uh, after lessons one day, I overheard him talking to my mom, and from what my little four-year-old self could gather, Mark didn't think I was a very good swimmer. And it breaks my heart as an adult that my mentality at that young age was, oh my gosh, I need to perform at a really high level so that my mom and dad love me and are proud of me and I can feel safe in the world. And I didn't realize, but I guess we need to impress strangers so they don't talk badly about us behind our back, especially to our parents. And so on, on the one hand, it was good. I, I was a very ambitious person. I had God-given talent and being athletic in water. And so went on to break every record at that swim club, uh, probably despite Mark, and, and went on to get the scholarship at Penn State and have a really great swimming career. But at what cost? I was filled with anxiety and self-doubt and insecurity because I was obsessed with performance and perfectionism. Well, it's, it's so funny you say that because I look at the parallel life of me as a kid in Indiana and you had sport and I had doing and achieving like, you know, let's let's the parents who were busy. I became a public speaker. Right. Because I didn't have a voice. Right. The parents that were busy having their own social life. I became the life of all the parties because I wanted the kids to like me because I was chubby and I wasn't a cheerleader. So I know I will have a party for them right? Overdue, overdue, overdue. Because in my head, like you just said, oh, I wanted them to like me. 
through achieving and doing something for them. Yeah. And it's, we don't know because we're kids. And so we're learning about, especially from our, our caretakers and the world around us. And so I, I was, we pick up all these mentalities and limiting beliefs. And for me and, and writing my book, I had to go back to why do I even think that? And where does it come from? And we all have the origin story. We all have that thing that was said to us or done to us in childhood that creates this worldview. And so the good news is you can go back, you can identify that you can rewrite the script and be like, wait a minute, I don't have to do anything to be worthy or valuable or loved. And I am safe in the world. And I am good enough because I am a child of God or whatever your belief system is and an achievement and all the shiny objects are nice. But from what I've discovered and, and all my research and neuroscience certainly dictates all those shiny objects, all the achievements, they don't actually move the needle on our well-being. What moves the needle are things like acts of kindness and service, sleep, exercise, gratitude visits, which I write about in the book. And so I love this because you talked about hope and possibility in the beginning. This offers me so much hope and so much possibility and that you don't have to have a Harvard degree. You don't have to look like a supermodel. You don't have to be a billionaire while we, all those things may be nice to have great power and influence and love and abundance in your, in your world and in your life. Well, so, so many people probably are relating to this kind of, um, achievement for recognition or love, right? Because I, I think the chronic not enoughness is a problem in the world that, you know, you kind of go into the day feeling like you said, like a stranger needs to validate me, right? And I've always been a little wacky myself. And, you know, validation from outside is, is something I think we all seek until you really realize that, you know, everything you need is inside and it comes from the inside out. So how did you kind of choreograph your career from formal education and swimming and all that to start to get into doing this like advanced work and really understanding, you know, what motivates and, and uh, supports and configures the life of a human and, a, and what is success? How did you find that path? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like a cat. I feel like I've had nine lives. I, I think it's a testament to, we can change our minds. We're multidimensional beings. And quite frankly, if you are really growing or accelerating, you probably should or could change career paths. Unless there's like my brother, who's a doctor, he's going to be a doctor forever. And we, we thank him for that and his service in that. But I think it's good to change your mind and, and try on new things, especially if you are feeling a lack of fulfillment. My big, you know, lunge into entrepreneurship came from a dark place and, and losing two loved ones to suicide in one year. And, you know, being at the Dwayne Reed across from Penn Station in Manhattan, contemplating taking a bottle of pills, not because I wanted to hurt myself or end my life, but because I was in so much pain and, and, and the grieving process. And I was exhausted from being on the hamster wheel for so long, trying to, you know, make it in New York City and as a TV presenter and professional model and all that comes with that and a lot of negativity and people sizing you up and you never feel good enough. You're always too something. And someone's always trying to stab you in the back for your job. And it's just all the stress. And so it was that kind of rock bottom moment, but moment of clarity of how did I get here? And, and who am I? And, and what do I really want? Not what I want, but what do I really want? And, and 
that sent me back to school to study, you know, neuroscience and positive psychology and whole person coaching techniques. And I knew how hard I had to train my physical muscles to compete as a swimmer for so long. And I thought there must be a way to train my attitudinal muscles and get really fit and strong, resilient and confident on the inside. And, and that's really where a whole new trajectory of my life was born from a really dark place. Because when I looked around, it wasn't just doing this work for myself. I was always the happiest person I knew. I still am the happiest person I know. And I'm like, wow, if I am struggling this deeply, that means all these people who look happy, who have the $20 million penthouse, who have this partner, who have the shiny objects, wow, they're really struggling too. And um, that's just been my, my, my mission and my work to really make spiritual fitness, inner fitness mainstream and people knowing we got to exercise our inner muscles just as much as our, our outer to be healthy. Yes. And I, I do agree with you, everybody, especially since social media has come up. You know, you think about like, I'm 60 now. So I think when I was a kid, there were three TV stations that mom and dad watched on TV at night, right? And you didn't, you had radio stations you liked with your rock and roll music, but you did not have the millions of outlets of any human who chooses putting messaging in the world, be it positive, negative, or otherwise, right? Controversial, right or wrong. There's so many messages and I notice on social media, which I don't go on that much sometimes because I see so many people that are hating or they're judging or they're doing so many things. And I look at my poor 19 year old daughter who has had all of these messages, you know, just on her from every direction her entire life. And so how do you, you know, cut through the clutter of the world and its negativity and craziness to find a true messaging. Um, so tell everybody, because they're all like, what is this book? What is this book? We have a little time before we go to break. Tell them just a little overview of the book, and then we're going to take a quick break and then dive into it a little bit more. Awesome. It's called the Full Spirit Workout, which is a play on the full body workout that you often hear advertised at the gym. But it's also about bringing your full spirit to everyone you meet and everyone you do. It's showing up like you mean it and you've got something to say. Our full spirit is not just that polished, put together person that we present to the world. It's that messy, flawed, you know, hot mess of a person behind the scenes who's just trying to keep it all together. The house is a mess. Your hair is a mess. Everything's a mess. But that person is so lovable and relatable. And, and we really need to honor him or her. And this book is really just it's it's a. Um, you know, big hug really to yourself and, and giving you the practical tools and tips, the strategies, the research, and, and really practical stories to, to live a life that is fulfilling. It's not just all the strategies to make more money. All those things are a natural byproduct of you getting fit on the inside. Well, I have read not all, but most of the book because I'm really savoring it. You know, this isn't a book for me that I'm just trying to get through the chapter to like check it off and get it done. I like sit and go like, okay, like this was totally written for me. I don't know why she published it for everybody else because I think Kate wrote this book just for me. Um, but especially to something about being 60 and really taking an in-breath. To say, you know, who are the people, places, and things I value and what are the things I want to do to learn more, continue to be curious and learn some ways that other people have experienced having this full and exciting life. Okay, I know you're like, don't take a break this time, Betsy, it's Kate. I'm like, but I have to take a break for the producers. We will be back. You're listening to Boost Power Podcast. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast with your host, Betsy Weersma. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network. 
women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Enjoy these true stories and proven business tips for your business and your life. Now, back to Boost. And we're back! I know, I know, I know I hear you. I know, you didn't want to stop. Okay, Kate, so you've got this book, and like we could do like a podcast series. I wish we could do every single chapter because, and maybe we will, because it is so juicy and deep and helpful. But like, if you were going to compile kind of this life work of yours into some simple things, what would you talk to people about where to start their journey on just, you know, realizing where they are and maybe how to even imagine happiness back, fulfillment back, spiritual fitness, right? Mind, body, and spirit being something they could augment and supplement and make better. Um, Tell them how to even start. Yeah, I think a really great place to start is the exercise that I call my sit and stare time. And I created this a week or two into the pandemic. So think back to end of March, 2020, I guess no one wants to think back to that time. But like everyone, and this is when I can actually say that sentence and it it applies, like everyone in the world, we were all sitting and I was staring out the window a lot thinking, what in the heck is going on? And I found myself doing that a lot because my brain needed to process. And I was living alone in New York City, which was kind of a sad, very extra sad place to be. And so I got intentional with this practice and I started checking in with myself like I would a small child and asking how are you doing? What do you need right now? How can I support you? Who can support you? What's working? What isn't? And I would get really quiet. So this is a practice to do in a room by yourself, turning off all the devices and distractions and really, really tuning into that inner wisdom. You can call it God, spirit, universe, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter. But I want you to start get more practice at listening to that voice, to the truth, not the ego that says, why'd you say that dumb thing? You know, you can't wear that. You're not a size two anymore. Um, you're not good enough for this job. You're not pretty enough for this guy. We're, we're not listening to that at all. In fact, we're, we're deleting, canceling all of that. You're listening to the voice that says, you know, you should reach out to Betsy and talk to her about collaborating and doing a retreat out in Colorado for women who need to press pause and just turn it all off and connect with themselves. You know, I think you should write a chapter in your book about social justice and your role that you play and, and really bring awareness to this important issue. Oh, this is a great subheader for your book, Genius. And I'm telling you, it comes. And I and, and take notes, have a notebook by because I will get blog post titles, I'll get keynote titles, I'll get these incredible ideas. I'm like, that wasn't me. <laughs> you know, it is, it is that divine intelligence. And so write it down. And this is where you start to become more practiced at listening and then make this a daily practice, minimum five minutes a day to really check in. This is like fine tuning your instrument, sharpening your sword. And then instead of striving and forcing and controlling to make anything happen, you start to become the person who attracts the people, the opportunities, the experiences. You don't have to try so hard. You just have to get more practiced at listening and and you will get the guidance. And it sounds like magic, um, but it really is just, and it's very counterintuitive to our culture. So just trust me on this one and, and please try it out. Boy, and I'm going to add, um, I think we were two zygotes separated at birth. It's very scary. I got the red hair and you got the beautiful blonde. I digress. But um, when I like to do that most, 
just for some of you, you're a morning person and that's your time. But for me, at the end of a day, I need the time to say goodbye and thank you to the day and hello to the possibility of this beautiful thing God gave us of rest and sleep, which so renews all of our body and our soul. So I do my journaling and manifesting time and dreaming time like that, listening to your words at night. And I, I call it, you know, the blank journal. And I have this journal thing I do in my online class and you decorate the journal in advance. So when you turn the page, you never know what the word's going to be. You never know what the picture is going to be. So you turn the picture and it says possible. And you're like, oh, that's so cool. I was just thinking about Kate's retreat in Colorado in the mountains. And so, but the fun is, and I just want you all to hear this. This is not magic. It is so true. When you stop trying to control what you think you're supposed to think and you just ask, what could be a new idea? What could be a new friend? What could be a fun experience? If you just start those prompts, you will be amazed at the things that come through and the ideas that are yours if you just slow down to listen. So that is a wonderful way uh, to start. Um, also, too, you have so many things in the book, but I know you wanted to tell us about the five P's of confidence. And, you know, everybody I know needs like to have the book so you'll get the book. But before you can get the whole book, um, then tell us about the five P's of confidence. Yeah, I did this research when I was getting my um, degree at Columbia and, and um, leveraging confidence to accelerate leadership development because I saw a lack of confidence all around me, whether it was in governments and organizations, on sports teams, or even in individual families and what a detriment it had to the whole ecosystem when the leader was not confident and was acting out of fear or insecurity, which I think too, we have to define confidence. And I invite you to define what confidence means for you. And while you're at it, define what success means for you. Because I think when people think of confidence, they think of like I used to be, the performance confidence, which I had in spades, but then behind the scenes filled with self-doubt, insecurity, anxiety, I'm the star swimmer filled with anxiety. So I think a lot of people can really relate to that and, and maybe, um, some, and, and usually I don't want to call them out. A lot of times it is men in leadership positions. They aren't ready to look at themselves in that way because they're like, well, I'm the CEO and I have all this money, but they're kind of dying on the inside or my clients who are asking, gosh, I have all the things I have done. Everything society says I should do to be successful. And yet I feel really unfulfilled in my life. So if any of that sounds familiar, so I was, I'm very, I'm telling you a little why I'm so passionate about this topic and building that grounded confidence that can only come from within. Um, and the first P is presence. So again, being present in the moment, not obsessing over what just happened in the past, not freaking out about the future or living there, um, but really being present right where you are and, and starting to practice more of turning the devices off. If you're out to lunch with your friend, put, keep your phone in your bag, turn it over, just really being present, but also bring your presence again, showing up like you mean it. So many people say, well, I'm not achieving my goals. This isn't happening. And I say to them with love, I don't even feel like you want this thing that you say you want. There's no energy or enthusiasm around it. So maybe that's the work too. Maybe you need to reshift what you want. And, and we can we can pause in between each of these if you want, so I don't go on and on. So feel free or I'll go through them quickly. The second one is patience. This is about trusting the process. This is trusting in yourself. Um, a quick story to illustrate patience is at the 2001 Grammys, country singer Shelby Lynn won Best New Artist. And when she accepted her award, she said, wow, it only took me 13 years and six albums to get here. 
<laughs> so I think, how is she even eligible for best new artist? But it's just a testament to staying with it. And she even just said, you know, I've always been in it just for the music. Patience stems from the words to suffer. That's why we're all suffering while we're waiting for the thing. While we're waiting, yeah. <laughs> the suffering of waiting. Okay, and the third one is? Third is, is purpose. So this is your why. This is a question I work with clients a lot because everyone has their goals, things they want to do. Why is this important to you? So when you write a book, I don't know if this happened to you, but everyone and their mother says to me, oh, I really want to write a book. And I say, great. Why do you want to write a book? And sometimes people say, well, you know, because I really don't want to, but it'll help my business, way to make money. And those are important. But I say, that's like, and I don't have children, so I can say this. I say, that's like me having a kid so that I can put the cute pictures on Instagram and get more likes and follows. Probably not. <laughs> don't have a kid for that. Okay. I have a teenager, almost 20. Don't have a kid for that. There's a lot more to that. Yeah. So your purpose is your strong why. Uh, the next one is preparation. So this is, is, is being prepared, which is, we all know what this means. I want you to think of Amanda Gorman, the poet who, who spoke at the inauguration in 2021. Um, or, you know, yeah, because it was in January. And she really yeah. pulled the show from the president, the vice president, J-Lo, Lady Gaga, even as a young unknown. And it's because she truly embodied every word. When, we, when she spoke, we believed her. So think about that in terms of preparation. You know, I like to wing it sometimes, fly by the seat of my pants, but there's so much honor and being prepared. The next one is, is practice. So putting in the reps, that's another thing people say, oh, Betsy, you know, they see what you're doing with your clothing line. Oh, I want to do that. It's like, great. It's You're going to have to put in a, a lot of work. And I, I think of Tom Brady because we were both Big Ten athletes at the same time, and he's still winning Super Bowls, and my knees hurt when I go to Pilates. So I bow down to <laughs> Tom Brady, and it's because he practices harder than anyone, not because he's the worst, but because he's the best. So your talent merits investment and, and invest. And I'll give you two quick bonus piece um, that have emerged even after I, I handed in this paper, and it's pause. Pause is taking that pause before you respond to the upsetting email. It's taking a pause before you tell the jerk they're really being a jerk and you potentially ruin the relationship forever. It's taking a pause, maybe doing your sit and stare in between the 8,000 Zoom meetings that you don't want to be in. Taking that breath, even if you give yourself two minutes in between appointments, clients, the kids, all of it, just even as I say it, I'm like, yes, just Take a pause. And the final one makes me smile. It's person as in be a person. My speaking coach, Eduardo, always said this to me because he knows I struggle with perfectionism and, and um, performance. And he would always just say to me, just be a freaking person. Just be a freaking person. That is so relatable. It's refreshing. You know, there's that moment of judgment and you're not saying it perfectly. And it's just like, no, I'm being a person. And that's really helpful because, you know, you have the, the crappy first draft or you have, um, you know, maybe you didn't say the thing perfectly. It doesn't matter. You're, you're a person and really honor and embrace that. Well, okay, we just crammed like an entire PhD of personal development here into a podcast. And you're all like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait. I got to get the book. I got to look at social media. I got to go see all the Kate I can get. I just want Kate for breakfast, lunch, and dinner because it's just going to make my life better. Um, okay, 
And I just want to give you this platform. What are you excited about now? Because obviously you are serving the world really big. I love describing you as inspired evolution, spiritual, mental, emotional fitness. I think that is the most incredible way to serve this world, Kate. So on behalf of the world, I want to say thank you to that. And then tell everybody what you're excited about now. I'm really excited to just keep ha- keep having these conversations, you know, and I am, I am moving, um, going to be working with a, a tech company out in California that I'm really excited about. And I'm feeling called to yes to all, all the all the roles. I have many roles and responsibilities, but I think even something you and I talked about before we started recording, and just the importance of really staying true to ourselves and and the work that we've built and have done in the world. And you know, there's these these weird, really old, outdated rules. And I think corporate America and business culture, like you got to act this way and like do this or like the cubicles are gray. And it's just like, why are the cubicles like all these bright colors or why are there cubicles at all? And, and, and think just bringing more of humanity into any workplace and, and keep having these conversations and, and, you know, deepening people's awareness and giving them a fresh perspective and you can change your mind you're so powerful. You really can truly do whatever you're excited about. And I feel like I'm just, I'm here to keep saying this till I'm blue in the face because it might take someone, I have to say it 80 times before they're like, oh my, oh my gosh, I get it. And yes, and get out of that crap and the funk and the old way of thinking and really plug into this new way of thinking, which really will transform your life. And that's what I want for everyone. You're you're here to be happy. You're here to do the work you're meant to do. You're here to connect with people, not in the metaverse, but in real life, across from them at lunch, at a retreat. Let's just all start connecting with each other in a more deep, meaningful, fulfilling way. Well, I know whoever's lucky enough to associate you with anything as a coach, coming to one of your workshops, coming to your retreats, reading your book, um, in any business setting, they get the full Kate. And Kate brings such a perspective to this world that you are such a blessing and am great in any environment. So lucky anyone who gets to work with you and bring the brand and the the superpower, I would call it, of Kate to the world. So um, tell everybody where to find you. Sure. You can go to kateekman.tv. That's K-A-T-E. E-C-K-M-A-N dot TV or head over to the full spirit workout.com. You can, I have all the links where you can buy the book. It's anywhere books are sold, but it'll give you a little more information. And I'd love to have you join the community and, and stay connected. Well, there you go. I know you're all now like, wait, how can you have a limit to your podcast, Betsy? We want this one to be the two hour two day, two and a half day podcast, but no, wait for that. Come retreat with us in the beautiful mountains in Colorado and spend two and a half days or five days or whatever we decide uh, with Betsy and Kate. But just thank you, really. You personally have uplifted me. Your book has really come at an important time when I'm really just kind of examining my whys and kind of reimagining new projects and new ways to serve and um really adventuring down a road, a new road. And it's so fun to meet a like-hearted spirit in this world. Thank you all for listening to Boost Power Podcast. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. And that is powerful because you get to pick. You get to surround yourself with things that uplift and inspire, that light you up. And if you don't know how to do that, we are here and committed to help you 
The people on this podcast are all of like-minded service. They're like-hearted in the way that we all can work together to help each other. There's no rules. There's just right. So please share this podcast and it's on any of the podcast platforms. Subscribe and enjoy it. Please give us a great rating and share it with anyone else who wants uplifting ideas and loads of fun. This is your host, Betsy Wiersma. Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast and plugging in stories from the journey of life and business. Our music is by award-winning singer-songwriter Megan Burt, and we're produced at the Cinder Sound Studios in Colorado. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, people committed to podcasts on purpose that are designed to uplift and inspire. Please subscribe to Boost on your favorite podcast platform and tell your friends to join us. Learn more, BetsyWiersma.com.